Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the podcast. Today, we're going to get into a discussion on knowing your limits. Welcome to the Pilgrim Feet Podcast, an audio companion to the Our Pilgrim Feet blog that helps you achieve self-sufficiency and your own brand of freedom. I'm your host, Katie Sutton-Smith, and I'm so thankful you decided to join me today. I think learning and understanding your limits is something all of us struggle with and is completely unique to each and every person out there. My favorite saying when it comes to the unique constraints each person deals with is don't measure yourself with someone else's ruler. The idea being that what someone else is capable of doing isn't a measure of what you're capable of doing. Marriage, interestingly enough, is another great analogy, or is it an allegory? I don't know, of this idea. In marriage, no one person is capable of doing all the things. And neither is there a straight down the middle split of talents and abilities. Instead, you and your spouse figure out who has what strengths and which weaknesses and build a system together that uses those for the benefit of the unit. Husbando and I have a great example of this. He is terrified of spiders. Doesn't matter what size, what color, big ones, small ones, those cute little jumping spiders with the great big little eyes. He is terrified of them, and I am terrified of bugs, just in general, but those horrible, invasive, brown, marmorated stink bugs are the worst. Now, don't get me wrong. He doesn't like bugs, but he has no problem swooping in to eliminate them while I run away shrieking. And I have no problem scooping up a spider, gently escorting it out the door, and hoping that as it goes out to build a new web, it catches a few stink bugs on its way. I know my limits. And if there's one of those stupid stink bugs in my house, I will pretend he is not there until my husband gets home and can kill him. (laughs) I've had them fly at me one too many times when trying to smash them. Anyway, knowing your limits when it comes to homesteading or even just housekeeping is crucial. Not just for your physical health, but for your mental health as well. How many people out there have made a great big list of chores to do over the weekend? You've made this big list of projects and you're going to do all of it. You're convinced it's totally reasonable. And then your kids have sports or it starts to rain or you wake up and you just don't feel good. And by the time Monday morning rolls around, most of your list is still there. And how do you feel now? You feel lousy. I mean, this was an easy list, right? It was all chores you should have been able to do without any problem, so what's wrong with you? I had a therapist once tell me that should was one of the worst words in the English language when we use it in the I should have sentence. And she wasn't wrong. Know your limits. Homesteading isn't an easy choice. If you struggle with any kind of health problem, or if you have to work full-time away from your house to afford things, or you're raising your kids, or you're raising your grandkids, there's a million and one unique situations that will make homesteading even harder. So you have to learn and know your limits. This is something Grammy, Pops, and I have been working on as they prepare for their move in the spring. They're going to be downsizing for at least the next year, 
from a huge house of more than 2,000 square feet into a 32-foot-long motorhome with two little bump-outs. <laughs> and in the meantime, they still have six goats that need to be taken care of. They have chickens and ducks that have to be let out every morning. They have two dogs and two cats that require feeding, litter boxes changing, medications, all of those things. And in the midst of all of it, so much packing, organizing, and careful evaluation of everything to see what must go into the motorhome, what they'd like in the motorhome, and what they simply have to put in storage. Moving, downsizing, consolidating, these are all really difficult tasks all on their own. I mean, moving is one of the top 10 most stressful life changes you can experience. But to add to the difficulty, all three of us have health conditions that mean we have to go slower, more carefully, and with great deliberation. So how do you get to know your limits and not end up suffering from depression and anxiety when faced with big stressful projects like this? Or when tackling tasks on your homestead, especially as seasons change and suddenly so does your chore list. Number one, make a to-do list. Now I know this seems super contradictory at first. After all, I was just talking about how to-do lists can be super depressing when you don't get everything on them done, but I'm not talking about a normal old to-do list. What I'm talking about is a prioritized, comprehensive list. I want you to write down everything you want to get done tomorrow. Everything. Even getting up and brushing your teeth. And I know it seems really stupid, but trust me, write it out anyway. Secondly, prioritize it. Things that absolutely must be done, like brushing your teeth, go at the top of your list. Things that can wait a day or two, or till next week, or even next month, put those at the bottom. And lastly, every single time that you complete an item on your list, cross it off. This is a system I use with Husbando when we're going through lots, which is often and his anxiety starts to spiral out of control, and it's a method I use myself. And here's why it works. First off, it gives you a visual look at everything you're telling yourself that you need to do. It takes it from a hazy, intangible cloud of concept in your brain and creates something you can hold. And that makes it more real. Your brain interprets it in a completely different way. By writing out everything you want to do, you can also start tackling, is it reasonable? And you'll find that as you start to write things down, you'll say to yourself, oh, you know what? I don't have to do that today. I can put it off a little bit longer. That's not crucial right now. I have time. Plus, as you begin marking items off, you'll start to feel better. You've created a system in which you now have control over this. You've taken a list of impossible tasks that was all up in your head and floating around in there loose and made it into something solid. And now you're working it down from a great big overwhelming monster of stress and anxiety into something that you're weakening piece by piece until it's gone. And all this time, with each new list you make each and every day, you're learning your limits. 
You're figuring out what you can do on days when you don't feel well. Or on days when your depression makes it hard for you to get out of bed. Or on those days when your kids just seem to have ants in their pants and are driving you crazy. Keep making your lists. And you'll find that there comes a day where you write one out. And by the end of the day, every single item on your list is crossed off because it was reasonable. And it was reasonable because you have come to know your limits. I want to take a moment here to point out two things. One, just because it may take some time to get to a list that you can do in a day, it absolutely does not mean you get to beat yourself up for not finishing your lists. Instead, celebrate what you have completed every single day. Remind yourself that you are not celebrating mediocrity. This is a form of negative self-talk that lots of people struggle with. I struggle with it, Husbando struggles with it. But instead, what you need to do is positive self-talk. Tell yourself that despite all of the odds against you today, you still did things. There are still items on this list that you have crossed off, and that is great. For those of you that suffer with mental illness like depression, or from physical illnesses like chronic fatigue, this is really, really important. Because that negative self-talk, it gets in there and it starts to wear us down and work us down. Positive self-talk is the only way to counter that. So this is a super, super important thing. I'm bipolar. There are literally days where the most exciting thing I am able to do all day long is get out of bed. And it used to be so, such an easy habit to beat myself up for that. I mean, if the worst thing, if the worst thing wrong with me is that I've just got, you know, a chemical imbalance in my brain, why can't I get up and get out of bed, right? But the fact of the matter is, if all I did that day was get out of bed, that was a victory. And celebrating even the small victories is so important. I know how hard it is to keep going with mental health and chronic physical health problems. It is so easy to let yourself fall into that pit of depression and self-loathing. So let me tell you, even if all you do this morning is wake up, it's a victory. If you get out of bed and brush your teeth, it's a victory. If you get into the shower and take a shower and then get dressed, that's a victory because I've been there in those days where those things hurt because of my arthritis. I've been there where it hurt because of my mental illness. It's a victory. Celebrate it. Pat yourself on the back and say, and tomorrow it will be even better. Secondly, getting back to my two points that I wanted to make, what you're able to accomplish is going to change from day to day. And that's okay. You do what you can. You celebrate your victories and you get ready to start fresh in the morning. All of this is going to help you tackle things on your homestead. They'll help you develop a strong understanding of what you can do in a day and therefore what additional work you can take on. Most of us, when we get started homesteading, have these grand ideas of what we want to accomplish and what we're going to do and how we're going to be and even who we're going to be. 
I know my ideas have stretched with everything from growing, harvesting, and grinding my own grains to raising every animal known to God except geese and camelids, and trust me, I have my reasons, to having a garden two or three times my current garden size, and lots and lots of things in between. I've been telling myself for two years I was going to make those beeswax-coated lid covers for plastic jars and things like that to store in your refrigerator. And every now and then I say, oh, I'm going to get to it. And I just run out of energy. Maybe if I were 20 years old, just married and living in 1850, it would be super reasonable to do. But I'm not. I'm nearly 40. And boy, are there days when I really feel it. Definitely when the weather changes and my arthritis makes everything, even my hair hurt. I've had to learn my limits, and I've had to learn that what works for me one day might not work for me the next. What I'm capable of in the summer is nothing like my limitations in the winter. Every plan Husbando and I go over for our homestead involves a discussion of my limitations, especially since at the moment he'll be working out of the house when we first arrive. We have to build our barn with considerations for the winter so that I'm able to safely get to the animals I want to raise. We're looking at those awesome electronic chicken coop doors because some days it's really hard to get my joints moving early in the morning. And that brings me to my next point. Accept your limitations. Limitations don't make you a bad person. They're just a part of you. They don't make you weak, bad, or lazy. I know this can be a really hard concept for some people to embrace because they become worried about what other people will think. But guess what? It doesn't matter what other people think. They're not you. They don't have your strengths and your limitations. There always have been and always will be those that make themselves feel better by looking down on others. Ignore them. And if you can't, then pity them and move on because you don't have the time or energy to waste on trying to impress them. You've got a homestead to build and all the work that goes with it. And you have to find all of that work fit within the scope of your limitations. As you work on planning at your homestead, or even if you already have a homestead and can feel yourself starting to slow down, spend some time working through each project and process you'll need to complete on paper. Why on paper? Well, this goes back to the whole idea of writing out your to-do list. It's really hard for our brains to take these imaginary concepts and ideas and comprehensively hold on to them in a way that's useful. And if your list or process is more than seven items long, forget it. Many, many studies have shown our brains are only able to hold on to about seven items in our short-term memory. And even that will vary by one or two. So write it down. Unwritten. That list of things is just in the back of your mind, hovering over you like a cloud of doom, telling you something needs to be done, stressing you out. Written down, you can see it, hold it, and complete it. Write out each step for each piece of your homestead processes. Let's work through an example. Let's say you want to keep a flock of 12 chickens. And for ease of use, we'll say that you're planning to get laying hens that are already ready to go because, let me tell you, raising chicks, totally different thing. It's a mess. 
create a list for yourself of what the process of caring for your chickens will look like. Here's mine. Step one, let the chickens out within one hour of sunrise to maximize sun exposure. Step two, check their water and change if necessary. Step three, check their feed, change if necessary. Step four, check nesting box litter. Change it weekly, unless an egg has been broken in it, in which case change immediately. Step five, examine coop litter. If well trampled, excessively dirty, or more than two days old in the spring and summer, change it out. Winter is the exception here, and I can get into caring for chickens more later, but in the winter, you tend to make your litter about six inches thick. And over the course of the winter months, that decomposition of hay and chicken poo basically helps to increase the amount of heat naturally in your chicken house. So as long as your litter is very thick, you can go about three months, four months, somewhere in there and not have to be out every single week throwing out your chicken bedding. The litter, not the nesting box stuff. That still has to be done every week, but there you go. Step six, go do other chores. Step seven, come back mid-afternoon to check for eggs. Step eight, toss out some treats. Step nine, go do other chores. Step 10, come back at dusk, make sure all the hens are happily cooped up. Check for eggs, step 11. And lastly, close and secure the coop. Now that it's written down, I can sit down, look over my list, and make sure that it's A, reasonable, B, in line with best animal husbandry practices, and C, identify any places where my limitations will affect my ability to do this effectively. Right off the bat, I can see the issue with letting my chickens out within an hour of sunrise. Most days I'll probably be okay, but if I'm having a flare-up, this will be difficult, if not impossible. Now in the winter, it's not as much of a big deal because sunrise is much later in the day, but in the summer, I want to maximize my egg production, which means I want those chickens, those hens, to have as much sun as they possibly can. So what do I do? I really want to raise chickens. I want to breed ducks. But I have limitations that can affect my ability to properly care for them. Well, so as I mentioned above, we're looking at automatic coop doors. There's a lot out there and we're pretty certain we finally settled on one that we like. So I've identified my limitation. I've looked for and found a solution. Everything else in this process has flexible enough times even the chores that have to be done daily can be done any time during the day, really. I can work around how I'm physically feeling. I can work around my limitation. Work through this process for each chore or activity you plan to engage in around your homestead. Then sit down and schedule out your day. If you're weird like me and keep a lot of your to-do lists around, you can even use them as a guide of how much activity you usually accomplish in your day. Once you've scheduled out a day, take a good, long, serious look at it and ask yourself the most important question you can ever ask. Is this reasonable? Can you actually really and truly raise chickens, raise ducks, get your kids up, fix a healthy breakfast, then homeschool them all morning, make a super nutritious lunch, weed your garden, grind the flour, work on cleaning the wool that you just sheared from your sheep, handle batch canning tomatoes from your neighbor, milk your dairy goats, write a blog post, get your kids to off to their sports or their art class, 
Do laundry, send out thinking of you notes and birthday cards, make a from scratch dinner, bake a loaf of bread, get everyone to bed, clean your kitchen, and then get yourself to bed by 10 p.m. and still not be so tired in the morning that you struggle to get up? Really? And even if you can, is that really reasonable? Or would it maybe be better for everyone, especially you, if you stepped back and allowed some limitations to step in? Limitations aren't bad. And if you're listening to this thinking, yeah, limitations are bad, they keep me from getting everything done, it's time to change your thinking. Limitations, more than anything, are boundaries that our body gives us to tell us it's time to stop. And we need that. Because sure, you could be super mom or super dad and get all that stuff done. But how much quality time are you spending on any of it? How much enjoyment of your life? are you getting? Part of embracing the homestead lifestyle is looking at a simpler life. And while yes, it's also about limiting reliance on modern convenience, it's still okay to allow convenience. It's okay to buy a giant bag of flour you don't grind yourself. It's okay to send someone a text to tell them you're thinking about them or happy birthday instead of a card. And it's okay to have limitations. I've known lots of women who struggled with setting limitations early in their life. They decided they had to be superwomen and had to do everything. And let me tell you, if you don't set limitations now, your body will make sure it sets limitations for you later. So slow down. Stop and smell the roses. Embrace the time with your kids and your family. Trust me, your kids aren't going to remember that you washed the curtains once a week. And if they do, I'm willing to bet it probably won't be a fond memory. But they will remember that you took time to watch a movie with them a couple times a week. They'll remember that you took time to read them a chapter from their favorite book every night instead of vacuuming the living room. And those simple pleasures, those simple gifts, that's what this is all about, right? Finding that freedom that allows you to live a life that you want, to enjoy the time that you have, and to create memories that will last not just a lifetime, but generations. I hope this helped you all take a new perspective on limitations and how you can enjoy homesteading life with them. I want to leave you all with one last little story about a man Husbando and I met as we were starting our trucking business. Great guy, absolutely wonderful man, but paralyzed from the waist down and completely determined to get into hauling with a hotshot setup. Now, for those of you not in the trucking industry, a hotshot setup is a heavy-duty pickup truck usually hauling items on a 35-foot gooseneck trailer. And it is very hard, very physical work. This man was absolutely 100% determined to do it and be successful. He'd worked with the state employment office to get the right equipment to add to his truck. He taught himself everything he needed to know, then went and got his CDL, which required taking classes and learning how to drive a semi-truck. He interviewed people and finally hired a guy he felt comfortable traveling the country with, who was able to do all the tarping and strapping that needed to be done to secure his loads. And last we heard, he was very successfully managing his own business, traveling the country and hauling freight. He had huge limitations. He recognized the boundaries they set 
and he found solutions. So can you. Nothing is impossible. So, until next time, keep faithfully walking the path to your freedom. We love you and we wish you the best. Thank you for joining us today. I love sharing with you and I hope that you feel comfortable sharing with me too. Please, please feel free to get in touch with us and let us know if there's any topics you'd like us to cover. You can leave us a comment or you can send us an email at pilgrimfeet at ourpilgrimfeet.com. I'm Katie Sutton-Smith and I want to say thank you for joining us today on the Pilgrim Feet podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter and come back next week for more.